we could barely move eight fifteen dollar t-shirts including shipping <laughs> the best deal in podcasting t-shirts i have to say it is also the best t-shirts in podcasting t-shirts they're nice we did a good job with those. Too bad no one ever bought them. We should do a second round of t-shirts. I think that's the only lesson to be taken from this. <laughs> we need to buy even more the second time. That was the real problem the first time. Howdy, it's Friday, May 20th, 2022, and this is episode 173 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? In the moment, not a lot is good. I'll leave it at that. Two weeks from now, though, we'll be in Atlantic City, and that will be very that good. will be good, unless you can't walk around still. Yeah, right now it doesn't seem like I'm really close to being able to, you know, <laughs> take a nice leisurely walk on the boardwalk. But I'm assuming 13 days from now, it'll be fine. That's what I'm told anyway. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, we'll just, we'll be very, we'll vague book that. Shouldn't, shouldn't be having all those voluntary surgical procedures. <laughs> hey, hey now. Should we talk about 149 years yeah, ago? Sure. So in 1873, the Brighton Hotel was built. And you have linked an article from Do For A Win podcast sponsor, Atlantic City Experience. <laughs> One of the fanciest hotels in Atlantic City's heyday, the Brighton was built in 1873 at Indiana Avenue and the Boardwalk. Actually sit back a bit from the Boardwalk, seemingly between the Boardwalk and the Claridge. So Brighton Park is the grassy area in front of the Claridge, most famously known for having a staircase to it from like the weird back hallway that goes to some random bathrooms and valleys, I think. I always see the exit to Brighton Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good yeah, point. man. Yeah, you know the bathrooms I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. Right next to the Seven Stars Cage or whatever. Yeah. Also back in that weird hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first hotel in Atlantic City to remain open during the winter. Starting in 1876, Brighton was famous for his potent Brighton Punch concoction, which was created by the hotel's very first bartender, William Dubois. Lots of variations, but seems to be bourbon, brandy, Benedictine, orange juice, lemon juice, and soda water in a Collins glass. An adjacent building known as the Brighton Casino fronted the boardwalk that was more of a recreation center than a casino in the modern sense of the world. The casino building remains standing today as a restaurant. So which restaurant is it, Craig? Uh, I believe, if Google Street View is not letting me down, that it's the Joe Rock Cafe. That's right. Due for a win favorite, the Joe yeah. Rock Cafe. You read that at, I think, even faster than my speed. Which is which is nuts, but I mean, this is literally like an entire page of our agenda. Yeah. Well, hey, some of that stuff is actually quotes from the Atlantic City Experience. Some of it is my notes, so I just like my own credit, please. Yeah, cer certainly the Brighton Hotel. I have heard of it, so yeah. it was it was important. And any thoughts? I want to try that cocktail. I feel like I need to make it. Although when I looked it up, people were like, the version with the orange juice is not good. So I don't know. There's a bunch of versions of it. I feel like. Sorry to cut in. I feel like cocktails with orange juice are good for, like, high school students, and that's it. There's a couple of cocktails that are, like, famous cocktails with orange juice, but it's, it's very like, rare. When you don't like drinking, it's like, yeah, give me, like, a mimosa or give me, like, a screwdriver, screwdriver. or something. Yeah. The problem with orange juice, to me, is that it actually doesn't really cut the flavor that much. Like, orange juice is pretty mild. So then you just get, like, oh, you made a screwdriver? Congratulations. You have, like, a whole cup of mostly vodka tasting slightly mm -hmm. orange juice flavor so yeah i don't i don't think orange juice typically makes a very good cocktail ingredient but no. now everyone will flood the comments it's, with their favorite orange just, juice cocktails it's like so overpowering i feel like 
The orange juice? I think it's not overpowering enough. Oh, really? Certainly less than like a lemon juice or lime juice. Like that really, you taste that a lot. So if you're going for a citrus cocktail, but I guess this is more of like a punch. So they're trying to get more fruit flavor. Yeah. And if you search Brighton Punch, there's all sorts of postcards of the Brighton Hotel advertising the Brighton Punch. So it's uh, worth Surely somewhere in Atlantic City still sells a Brighton Punch. Ooh, I should look that up. Yeah. Maybe the view bar at the Claridge, which is a Duferwin favorite. Will not be returned. <laughs> I think my brother loved it, and that's his favorite yeah. I think I think that actually made him quit going to Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he was like, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah. So what happened in 1973? The famous 500 Club burned down in a, an electrical fire in June of 1973. It was one of Atlantic City's most famous clubs, uh, most known for featuring Frank Sinatra very, very regularly. Also featured Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, and more. Uh, opened in the 1930s by Phil Barr, but bought in 1942 by Paul Skinny D'Amato. You'll be shocked to know that Skinny D'Amato was thought to have mob ties. In Atlantic City? Yeah. A guy wow. named Skinny D'Amato, yeah. Wow. And he began attracting bigger acts. Frank Sinatra in the 40s, I guess his career was at a bit, a bit of a lull, and he used the 500 Club to sort of resurrect his career. He went a lot. Was it? I would think it was be like the beginning of his career, but I don't know. Like, when did he start? I think in the 30s, maybe even the late 20s. Wow. But yeah, I know that he definitely had sort of a period where he was out of favor, and he was uh, very bitter about that, I think, is my understanding. Mm. <laughs> uh, 30s, 1935 is when he started. Okay. Um, so then in the book Boardwalk of Dreams, Bryant Simon writes that when Sinatra was p- performing at the 500 Club in the late 50s, the marquee simply said, he's back. And everyone in town knew what that meant. So that's kind of cool. Very uh, Atlantic City, classic Atlantic City. You'll be happy to know that currently at the site of the 500 Club is the Trump Plaza parking garage. Oh, yes. I was – I for some reason I had it in my head that the 500 Club – I always thought it was in Kentucky. was like way further north mm-hmm. and further out from the beach, but I guess yeah, not. Yeah, I, I thought it was basically in Kentucky with all those other clubs, but – Guess not. I'm not sure. So that's the look back at history. What about the future and our trip? What has changed? <laughs> the future of Atlantic City is our trip. Hey, we've got six of us going. Yeah. I said said last episode, Paul, probably not going. Now he's in. And he's picking me up from the train station in Philadelphia. Nice. So what, what time are you uh, getting to Philadelphia? 10.50. Mm-hmm. So probably get to Atlantic City, I don't know, noon, 12.30, sometime in there. Yeah, I think I'm going to come probably a bit before that, but uh, yeah, it should be good. I'm going to try to get out fairly early. So if we have six of us on Thursday and five of us on Friday, do we need to be looking into dinner reservations? Or is that um, not how you roll? We we can. I guess the real question is, are, do we want to go to like docks or, I don't know, I feel like we could probably get into Dockerty's without much trouble. Yeah, I think going to Dockerty's makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I feel like it's it's not as nice as Doc's, but it's, like, not that much of a downgrade, and it's, like, one-fifth the price at happy hour or something, probably, yeah. if not less. The Dockerty's happy hour is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's bonkers. And then we can always just go get, like, late night, and by late night, I mean yeah, gi- yeah. giant ice cream sandwich, in case that's... Oh, my goodness, so good. <laughs> we have four rooms at Ocean on Thursday night. 
and we have one room at resorts both nights. And then we have only have one of those four rooms both nights at Ocean. And then we have one room at resorts Friday night. So if that's not confusing enough, we can fit everyone easily at Ocean. But mm -hmm. anyone who opts to stay at resorts Thursday night doesn't have to switch rooms. So what do you value more? And I feel like you're the wrong person to ask this. Yeah, I would like I don't care in the least about staying with anyone else. So do you care about switching rooms even though? No, like I also, don't, I also do don't care about switching rooms. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to our friends about this, and like, I would value staying by myself, though, in a room more than yeah, either of those things. Yeah. So I'm getting a lot of different answers. I mean, two different answers, really. Paul said I would 100% want to avoid switching rooms. He's not staying both nights, so it doesn't matter. Mm. So he was saying he doesn't understand why people would not be jumping at the resorts room ha have to I avoid said switching rooms when I went to and you can feel bad about our friend andy who's coming on the trip because he had to deal with me in this and our my other friend greg who you've met before when we went to hong kong and macau i basically forced us to switch rooms all six nights we were there <laughs> wow. so we stayed in six different places <laughs> that's amazing yeah i don't think that bothers andy so much uh i think he was like would have preferred perhaps slightly less switching <laughs> like but three I, rooms instead of six rooms right yeah. it didn't bother him so much certainly I love it. I can't can't get enough of it. But Andy was very much all prioritizing everyone in the same place. Uh-huh. So I was confused as to what people would want. And so I don't know. I don't know what people will pick. Because we could cancel the Thursday night at resorts. You need to tell me and I can I can call and cancel it. I'm happy to cancel a night because one, it saves me thirty five dollars or whatever, and yeah. two, it's a day I'm not expected to gamble somewhere, which is also not a bad thing. But if somebody wants that room, like, I'm happy to keep it. Yeah. It's a question of if anybody really, really doesn't want to switch rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, or really wants their own room, because that's the other thing, because if we have that extra room, then, like, basically right. everybody can have their own room, except, you know, Paul and I can share a room. I mean, if only there was a way that we could communicate with people. We can't. It's weird. It's weird that in this age of technology, there's no <laughs> way to actually talk to your friends. All right. So... Uh, Still still undecided. Certainly by the time we have our next podcast, we will have a resolution to this, I hope. Yes. Because we are recording before we go, right? I think so. All right. So right now we have one uncomped room out of all these rooms, and it's at resorts. It's $370 after all taxes and fees. Mm -hmm. But you know me, and I'm still checking the room rates all the time. I, I found a cheaper room. It's at the Irish pub. <laughs> yes. Here are some options versus resorts at $370. These are all hypothetical because they're not actually, you know, uh -huh. the case yet. Well, let's start with Irish Pub. Should we just have a room at Irish Pub instead of this second room at resorts? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say because I'm planning on staying in my room at Ocean, but... <laughs> I would totally stay at Irish Pub. But I, I would stay at Irish Pub. Like, I wouldn't mind staying by myself at Irish Pub. Honestly. Yeah, I don't want to share a room at Irish care. Pub. I, I don't want to stay in a room... With a shared bathroom, though, which is, I think, like most of the rooms at Irish Pub. Like, you can get your own room, but then... It costs a lot more. It, I mean, yeah, it costs like $100 instead of $40 or whatever, so... <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. So so what about these other options? If we can get a room at Caesars comped both nights, do we bail on the resort's paid room? Yeah. You think so? I would have said no, because uh, it's too far down the boardwalk. Oh, really? I think it'd yeah. be a no-brainer, but... Really? Interesting. Because then you're so freaking far from everybody else at Ocean. I mean, last time we went, you stayed in Trop and I stayed in Ocean, right? That's true. Uh, what if it's in the Forum Tower? 
we we know about the problems of the forum tower but as long as it's not me staying in the forum tower <laughs> i've got a condition i've got a medical condition now diagnosed that i can't stay in the forum tower for specific reasons yeah i think i cut that talk out of the podcast that episode anyways mm. uh this i think so if caesar's a no-brainer then this is an obvious no-brainer yeah H- hard rock if it goes comped both yes. nights which right now i'm getting comped thursday 399 on friday so it seems very unlikely that it's going to go from 399 to comped it does seem unlikely and then one more what if friday night at showboat is cheaper than our friday night at resorts uh, i feel like you would love to stay at showboat right not love i'd be interested in checking it out i don't know if i'd do it if just friday is cheaper i think if both I nights mean, at showboat were cheaper than the one night at resorts then i'd have to seriously consider it and i think it's close now it's it's definitely closer to ocean for what that's worth i know if you say people value that uh the thing that i like about resorts is that it's right by the orange loop Mm -hmm. so if i want to go grab some cuzzy's pizza yeah if i want to go to tennessee it's a beer hall beret would not be a bad shout for jambalaya in you yeah for uh my spicy my spicy jambalaya was so good that wouldn't be a bad place to go one, yeah. one of the nights. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Bray is good. Like I said, we were there literally one year ago right now, probably. Or maybe tomorrow yeah. night, one year ago. Uh, I like how we're going to have this same exact conversation next episode because we still have an episode before we go. Yeah. Well. Quick question. Are we trying okay. to do any activities? What do you think? The seed? Mm. Little water? Sure, we could go out there. That's fine. I mean, am I trying to do them? No. Would I? If everyone wants to go, would I go? Probably. How much in this trip are you thinking about the fact that we have some friends going who don't go that often, and you need to show them a good time, yes. show them the best of Atlantic City? I think that I will be even more interested than usual, and I think people know that I am always fairly interested in getting out of the casinos and kind of showing people around the city, and that's, I feel like, a lot of what I want to do on this podcast. So I, I think that there's going to be even more of an emphasis of kind of trying to show off the best of Atlantic City. And by the best of Atlantic City, I, of course, mean Piccolilli. Yes. So what what else is on that list? Is there anything else that you're like, we need to make sure we do this? Either a specific place or like a um, category of something, you know, like we have to go to a dive bar. Yeah, yeah. I think we have to do Piccolilli. Really? Right. Specifically Piccolilli? We, we need to get some wings and some beers at Piccolilli. Yeah. I feel like this is non-negotiable. That's a good... That's something that we've never done with uh, more than just the two of us, right? right? Maybe we had three once. Yeah, I think we've we've had three there. I think, I think rolling up to Piccolilli with six people, like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, the time we saw those dudes in lead shirts, they yes. were doing it right. They were doing it right. I wouldn't wear a white soccer jersey to Piccolilli, because I just am a four-year-old and, and make a mess of myself. But that's right. a personal problem. Wear the soccer jersey of a team about to be relegated. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Other things, there's carts. Ah, that brand, brand new, right? Opening tomorrow? Opening tomorrow, May at 21st, the at the Lucky Snake. Snake. Yeah, so, so the their, weird thing... Are there custom-built Italian carts or whatever it said in the email they sent me? Oh, I didn't get that email, but... Oh, uh, amazing. The, my brother pointed out, because I sent him the video that they put up on Facebook, they're two-person carts, which I don't understand how that works there are two carts with two each with each side has a steering wheel wait what it's like what's going on there his comment was that it seems unsafe because you're gonna have like one person driving and the other person like woo with their arms out of the cart or whatever that seems like a bad idea so i don't know i don't know i'm sure there's a bunch of rules and stuff 
So he wasn't impressed. So is he saying we should go to uh, the Steel Pier Cardin instead? No, 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 no. No. I mean, it still looks like a cool course. Hmm. Uh, so that's opening tomorrow. So that'll be open by the time we get there. The other mm-hmm. thing that's open is a new mini golf course called North Beach Mini Golf. I've seen a picture and like one of the golf courses or holes has a like craps felt on yeah. it. It looks like. I love it. Yeah, it's good. So it's up at Euclid Avenue and the boardwalk. It's way up around where it curves past ocean in the inlet. I'll link to that place. It looks cool. My, yeah. my Holden, my son, just really loves golf for some reason. He never – he's played mini golf like twice in his life. And anytime I ask him if he wants me to sign him up for any kind of sport, like, hey, do you want to do soccer? No, golf. <laughs> so he needs to go to this. Uh-huh. The funny thing is I was going to take the kids down to Maryland last weekend. And then right. half the family got COVID. Right. The Maryland family. So I was like, okay, do I still bring them and see the grandparents who didn't have COVID? Or – I had Ocean Comped Friday night. I was like, maybe I should take them to Ocean. Yeah. And I had this whole kid trip planned to Atlantic City because I've never taken the kids to Atlantic City. Yeah, I can't believe you still haven't done that. Episode well, I'll, I'll 81 be of the podcast, if you're looking for this tips. One, I took the kids to Atlantic yes, City. Yes. So that is that episode, I believe, is called Atlantic City with Kids. It was great. My family absolutely loved it. Like, your family would also absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. No, my kids you. would love it. Um, I mean, I was thinking, like, Lucky Snake... The pool at Ocean, the like indoor outdoor pool at Ocean, the observation wheel, as we call the low roller, the aquarium, which you did. I think the aquarium's closed for a while. I oh, think is it's it? being refurbished. Mm. So not the aquarium. Uh mini golf. Yeah, all that stuff. It would have been great. Yeah. There's another mini golf like farther down the boardwalk, right? Out in front of like near Caesars. Right in front of the in front of the Trump, hall. Trump. I don't know, is that still there? Plaza? I think. I mean, it, the course is there. I don't know if it's ever yeah. open, but we <laughs> yeah, have not been during high season yet this year. So yeah. we'll see. So all those activities. Yeah. Basically, Atlantic City, kid-friendly. So kid-friendly. Yeah. It is kind of kid-friendly. It has it the is. beach. It, is. it has the steel pier. It has My the steel pier. We want the steel pier. Yeah. Not kid-friendly. Another thing opening. The carousel bar at Bally's, replacing what was called the L bar. Yeah. The I saw bar. that they're doing, like... Some soft opening of the new ballets or something this weekend or next weekend or something like that? Have you seen anything about that? Well, I saw that Gail in the Everything AC Casinos, Casinos Facebook group posted that they had a soft opening of this new carousel bar. Oh, I see. I see. And she posted a picture of the cocktail menu, which is perfect because that's all I wanted to see. The cocktails were quite out there. Well, some of them, they have some like classic things like an old-fashioned Manhattan, a Negroni. All those are good cocktails. They have something, a draft cocktail, a cocktail on tap, called the Lucky Nucky. It is with Rieger's Small Batch Whiskey, Amaro Diletna, which I've never heard of, Salted Peanut, Root Beer, and Saltwater oh, Taffy. That sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> it sounds like literal garbage. Uh-huh. You have to try it, though. I, I feel like I'd have to try it, and it yeah. makes me real nervous. I mean, like, if someone, anyone's going to like it, it's going to be you because you love just, like, sugary yeah, disasters. Probably. The salty in, in with that sounds so weird. I mean, it's probably great. I don't know. They have a funnel cake espresso martini. They have something called the merry-go-round that's a fruity vodka drink <laughs> with a cotton candy swirl. I don't quite know what that means because cotton candy would just, you know, melt in the drink. And then they have, like I said, some, you know, the classics. Are you and Paul going to go? I, it's... It's at Bally's. Like, are we going to end up over there? Maybe. When does the yard open? That's what I want to know. Uh, probably not by the time we're no, going. I don't think Especially so. 
if all the casinos are closed because everyone's striking. Oh, no. Look at these segues. They're just uh, amazing. This I is know. just the best segue episode ever. Okay, I'm so what about guy. the striking? It sounds like there still is no agreement between the casinos and the union on new contracts. And there is a threat of a strike on May 31st. When Excuse the- me. Bob McDevitt, president of <laughs> Unite Here Local 52, said, and I quote, we are not threatening anybody. Okay. So, so there's, there's no, no threat. threat. Mm-hmm. But- Go ahead. <laughs> no, you can keep going. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, so he followed that up by saying, we're very serious about leveraging whatever we need to leverage to get our members a good contract. Yes. So yeah, the contracts are out May 31st. Before we go, between now and when we go. Uh, so I don't know, maybe we're not going to be able to get any drinks. Maybe there are going to be no dealers. Yeah. I don't know. It is I funny mean, how we went from uh, last episode, like, everything's going great, totally yeah. optimistic, to like, we might strike. We're going to strike. <laughs> We're not threatening anybody, but we're totally going to strike. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, if everyone is striking while I'm in Atlantic City, I will be pretty annoyed. But frankly, like for us, it would impact us much less than everyone else going to Atlantic City, since we already do so much stuff off property. So it's true. There is at least that. Yeah. But I would like to play some, you know, craps or blackjack or whatever. But you know who doesn't go on strike? Video poker machines. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Slot machines. Heidi. Heidi never goes on strike, except yeah. when it comes to giving you bonuses. <laughs> Gotta pay for that Grolst or whatever it's called. Kolsch? Prost? Kolsch? The Prost bonus? Prost, Prost yeah. 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 yeah the Prost that's, your, that's your mistake. Yeah, because then they pour the drinks. Oh, yeah. Fills up those. Who's the other one? It's Heidi and Hannah. Heidi and Hannah's beer house now? That's the one you uh, I've, I've never, I've never seen Hannah. You know who got a really big bonus on Heidi and Hannah on their last vlog? Hmm. Matt Bridger. <laughs> Should have guessed. Actually, I should shout out someone who actually goes to freaking Atlantic City, the New York NU space Y A W K YouTube channel has had this a ton sounds, of sounds Atl- already already like I would hate it, but go ahead. No, he's really good. This guy Jeff has a ton of Atlantic City content recently. Goes to Ocean, goes to Hard Rock, compares the two. Just did a walk down the boardwalk. Went to Tony Baloney's, your favorite place, and tried some pizza. Did he claim it was totally totally acceptable? But nothing. he said it was good. Yeah. He got some crazy slices. He got, like, the heart attack slice, which was buffalo mac and cheese and bacon. I was just looking at the menu tonight because I was going to order it in Hoboken, and then I didn't. I ordered from a different cheesesteak place. Mm. Shaming my Atlantic City podcast great, roots. Great story. Truly what our yep. listeners want. Uh, yeah, anyway, I hope that no one's on strike. I will be annoyed if they are, but I will not be annoyed at the union. I will not be annoyed at the casinos. I'll just be annoyed at everyone. Yeah. I'll be annoyed at the situation. That's how I feel about, like, my kids having to stay home for four days because of COVID in the class. It's like, I'm really annoyed about this. And the most annoying part is that I can't be mad at anyone in particular. Right. Except, you I'm know. I'm annoyed at the virus. <laughs> and Obama, yes. It should. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> so Hard Rock is rebranding its rewards program as Unity. The timeline for this is incredibly unclear. Right now, there is Unity at uh, some place in northern Indiana, Hard Rock Casino in northern Indiana, and the Hard Rock Hotel in New York that is not a casino. This summer, it's going to be coming to many hotels and cafes, many non-gambling hotels. And then all they tell us is more participating locations being added throughout 2022 and beyond. So it couldn't get any less clear of a timeline there. The thing that has a bunch of people in various Facebook groups nervous is 
this line in the FAQ about Unity. Any unspent earnings on Hard Rock Rewards accounts will be converted to Unity points at a ratio of 10 to 3. Uh, so, of course, everybody th- is thinking like, oh, if I have 10 comp dollars at Hard Rock, I'm, it, it's going to become $3. Hard Rock Rewards is not Wildcard Rewards. I have both a Hard Rock Rewards account because I love Hard Rock Cafe and go so frequently that I need a loyalty card. <laughs> And a wild card reward Sounds account. Sounds believable. Did you know, did you know, many of the people going on this trip were part of a group of people that when we were like 15 would go to the Hard Rock in Baltimore all the time. We would go to the light rail in Hunt Valley, ride it downtown, go to the Hard Rock and ride the light rail back to Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. That was like a birthday. That was like my birthday. It's like this year for my birthday, we're going to the Hard Rock in DC. Before we Next could drive, year for my birthday, the Hard Rock in Baltimore. We would take the light rail to the hard rock in Baltimore. That was like our, like how we would get out and like hang out on like some special weekend nights or whatever. Like when we were sophomores in high school or whatever. I think people in our demographic, like, you know, white suburban kids uh-huh. in the mid to late nineties, that was like right in our wheelhouse. Oh, like that, we, for some reason we like, were all into like classic rock. We we're all yes. into like Zeppelin shit. Oh, loved it. Could not get it. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I go someplace that's just like guitars on the wall, and I get right. to see all this, you know, it's random like, Aerosmith shit. It, somehow, it's like I feel like the most quintessentially white suburban thing that we could have ever done, other than just you know going to the mall, I guess. But yeah, that's true. It's still like it's pretty high in terms of like our friends. It's like yeah, right there. Yeah, it's right in the wheelhouse. It's great. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So, so my understanding, yeah. Yes. So my understanding is that this this ten to three thing is only going to be your hard rock awards. But mm-hmm. you know, now that I say that, I'm sure all of everybody's comp dollars will get cut. In I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened in Atlantic City. No, not at all. <laughs> so that's all the news. Well, except for April data. April data. It was good. Yeah, it was. It was above pre-pandemic 2019 brick and mortar numbers. It is the highest. Ever since 2012, I think, on our spreadsheet. That's yes. good. The highest since 2012. We have to qualify five Saturday month. Yep. Five Fridays, five Saturdays. So, so there's we, that. Uh, the 2019, which is the big comparison, was four Saturdays. 2021, four Saturdays. It was up 24% from 2021. It was up 13% from 2019. Obviously, there was no 2020 data in April. <laughs> Everyone's up big year over year. Up infinity percent. Everyone's up, except for Golden Nugget, month over month. Borgata, first place, 61.6 million. Way, way, way ahead of second place Hard Rock at 40.6 million, who is way, way, way ahead of third place Ocean with 26.2 million. And then everybody else is like in this pack. I say everybody else. I feel like I do this every time. It's like there, there's only nine casinos. There's not a bit. It's three, three, and three. There's like no, <laughs> it's not this, this big group in a cluster. Yeah, so then, you know, Caesars, Harrah's, Tropicana are right behind them in the 20s. And then under 20, you have to go all the way down to under 15, where Golden Nugget's in last place at 12.3 million, Resorts at 14.3, and Bally's at 14.4. So to me, this seemed like, as good as it looked because of the five Saturdays, it seemed sort of like more of the same. Up 24% year over year, like that's better than just an extra Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. But is 13% from 2019, is that better than just an extra Saturday? Maybe a little bit. It's probably pretty close. Yeah. Probably, I think it's a little bit better than just an extra Saturday. But yeah, you heard it's it here not, first. not too far off. Way better 
<laughs> the best month in the history of it's a good month. Season. It's a good month. I, I have to say, the couple of things that stand out to me. One is, and this is something I think I talked about a little bit last month. Like, I think the turnaround story in 2022 is going to be Bally's. It seems like they're doing well. It seems like they're kind of firing on all cylinders. It seems like they're actually putting money into the property and like at least trying to make it to be an appealing place to go. So like they continue to be doing fairly well compared to where they were. But, you know, these things are a slow growth or whatever. Gold Nuggets month wasn't very good, but it's Gold Nugget. So yeah, Bally's is interesting. I mean, we talked about the new bar. Mm-hmm. We've t- we talked about the yard. Like, they've mm-hmm. got stuff that makes me want to go there. And when they first took it over, that is not how I felt about that property. Like, we went in and I did not get the warm fuzzies about anything that they were doing there. And now it's like, no, I want to check this stuff out. So that's good. It's good for them. Caesars having a $20.0 million month, it's pretty bad. But Caesars is just not doing well, I think. So, I mean, and Caesars is the opposite, right? Like, I mean, they have Wild Wild West now, which makes that $20 million even worse, really. Mm-hmm. But the the Caesars property itself, it just feels so stale, and I feel like we've been saying that for years. Just still, just not much, not much it's, is changing there. I mean, they're updating the Centurion rooms, but I don't really feel any reason to go out of my way to go there. Like, what no. is a new restaurant that's worth going to there? Like, what bar do I want to go to there? Like, eh, well, they're re- ra- they're they're making a whole bunch of new restaurants at, at Tropicana, the El Dorado. But uh, yeah, I'm not super familiar with. What, if anything, is really happening at Caesars? We keep talking about stuff going into the Dusk nightclub space. Do you remember what yeah. that is? <laughs> some, some Hell's Kitchen, right? Uh, yeah, Hell's Kitchen is going into the yeah. Dusk space. Well, thumbs up to Bally's, I think. Thumbs down to Caesars and Gold Nugget at some level. But Gold Nugget is just doing Gold Nugget things. So yeah. Hard Rock and Borg, though, just cutting themselves apart from the rest of the pack. Borg's... 2021 was absolutely horrific i think that was just like an outlier of a month so and i'm not you know but i mean even there's 61 there are more than 20 oh, million ahead of second place sure but it's been this way for that's forever true. right it used to be actually bigger than this because there didn't used to really be a competitive second place at all yeah it used to be Harris. for a long time right. it was Harris when we were looking in and they were like at 30 million or whatever yeah right? Borg would almost double what no it would over double it what Harris would usually yeah. yeah crazy crazy stuff Hard Rock, though. No. I don't know. Got to make some better decisions. Make some more p- player-friendly decisions. <laughs> I don't know about this 10 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, get your hands off of all my Hard Rock rewards. I need Unity on my Unity point conversion from my Hard Rock rewards. Exactly. One to one is exactly. all I will accept. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for win.com. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions uh, via email to do for a win at gmail.com. And we will absolutely read them on air. Right, Craig? 100%. Do, how's our how's our inbox going? There's nothing in there. All right. Well, except the uh, the resort fee data that I haven't updated. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Eh, it's a pain. All right. Portal Campfire. What happened? What even did happen? I mean, we find out that it's been six years since the season four finale. They specifically say six years. Nucky's back in the United States. He's hanging Mm -hmm. out with Joe Kennedy. We find out for sure that Meyer and Lucky are the ones that are trying to have Nucky killed. Indeed. They're they're doing some scheming. Eli's son is trying to be a U.S. prosecutor. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be important. Yeah, probably. Mueller and Eli are working for Al. Eli smells like pee. 
Eli does smell like pee. Yes. It's going very poorly for, for Mueller and Eli. It seems like everything's kind of setting up for, like, the Chicago gang to be the central figures almost of this season. <laughs> There's an undercover federal agent in with Al Capone's team. We get our first glimpse of Elliot Ness. Like, all this is setting up for, like, is this the Ducky show or is it the Al Capone show? Uh, and then otherwise, we get more flashbacks. We find out Nucky's dad sold some land to the Commodore at some bargain basement prices. Indeed. We see Jillian in some sort of freaky women's prison slash psych ward thing. That, that was a little weird. I don't fully understand what's going on, but... Uh, I don't think we saw Chalky at all. No, nope, no Chalky. And I think that's it. Still no, uh, no Margaret. Still nothing of what's-his-face in Wisconsin, if he's alive or not. <laughs> yeah, we got further confirmation that AR is dead. Indeed. Indeed. Did say he was dead. We got to find out, again, how terrifying Nucky's uh, Cuban bodyguard is. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I do wonder if we're setting up for, like, Nucky to team up with Al in some way to go against Meyer and Lucky and this new Sicilian boss guy that's now, like, uh, the super chief head honcho. Well... Who doesn't know that Meyer and Lucky are trying? I to I will kill say him. in 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 real life, yeah, Meyer and, and Lucky kill him, I think, and Nucky teams up with them. So I suspect that's yeah. going to happen. Okay. But yeah, spoilers, damn it. Yeah, historical real, spoilers, real, real, real life spoilers. Yes, Lucky is the the boss of bosses. I think in real life. So the th- the feeling that I can't shake, and I know that this is not true. I know that in the real in real life, Nucky goes to jail. Mm-hmm. The feeling I can't shake is that he's going to get killed. Oh, really? In Maybe. the show. That's, it just seems like it would be so in the mode of this show hmm. to end with him dying. But who knows? Yeah. It would probably be something totally weird like Jillian busts out of her psych ward and kills him <laughs> or something. For reasons. Yeah, just for like no reason at all. Ha- hashtag reasons. Yeah. It seems perfect. Yeah, who knows? Any other thoughts on this episode? Not really. It was good. I enjoyed watching it. I don't remember. It was a while ago that I watched it, uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I like how Eli and Mueller, to pay their debt to Al, <laughs> steal from Al, another. basically. Yes, correct. I don't know about the mob accounting, but I feel well, like they would connect these dots pretty quick. But but <laughs> I don't know if you could tell, but they were playing up in the episode how, how bad the mob accounting is, so mm. it seems like they may not know. Literally, like, just swimming just dumping in, in money, money on the table. Like yes. Scrooge McDuck, yeah. Which is how I want to live my life, so I can't really begrudge the situation there. Al's really enjoying all his fame. Indeed. As, as always, always playing up how, like, weird and, like, unpleasant Al is in every episode yeah he's very unpleasant very unpleasant character <laughs> i don't know what happened he's got like wolverine slashed his face or something it was like mm-hmm. schnicked and yeah just got him right across the face he's got three huge scars i'm assuming we'll find out what's going on with that at some point but yep i assume we'll we'll find out at some point about chalky find out about wisconsin it'd be fun if we just like never saw chalky again i I, I suspect that's <laughs> yeah. that's not gonna happen yeah we'll probably see margaret some more yeah, I, I think there's a very good chance we never see Harrow again, because I think he's dead. Maybe. <laughs> You're still going to think that Harrow's alive until credits roll on the finale. And they literally, they go like Star Wars and Happy Gilmore, and they show Harrow like in the clouds. And then you're like, oh, he was dead. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. All right. Well... Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we'll try to probably get an episode out early in the week after Memorial Day, I guess. Uh, although we'd have to, like, record Memorial Day. So we'll see. For you to have any chance to 
posted. If we recorded Tuesday, I think I could make that happen. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. It's it's not like the vet where they do it for you or whatever. Like he doesn't just get in there with like clippers before he starts cutting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd want clippers around there. Bzz. At least not unless it's the lawnmower 2.0. Those are the only ones I'd accept. <laughs>